Howdy, everybody. Welcome back and happy SKUs Day to you. It's September 7th, 2021. I'm Trey Crowder, and that's Mark Agee. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? Just uh, pouring out a little liquor morning, uh, passing on Michael K. Williams, one of my favorite actors of his generation. Uh, yeah. That was a sad one, man. It uh, hit me. Yeah, because I also, I just, I think it was a few months ago now, but I just recently listened to him on, I think it was WTF podcast, I'm pretty sure, but I listened to a podcast with him on it where he was talking about being an addict and being sober. He talked a lot about that, and apparently that that's what happened with his death, I guess. There was a relapse or something, it seems like, and that's just always a huge bummer yeah. to hear because, yeah, I was a huge fan of his also. Yeah, that's what the cop. That's what uh, the original report said. I don't know. Of course, he's fifty-four. Could be underlying health stuff too. But you know, we, uh, I don't want to be one of those white people who yells at everybody to watch the wire because you know we exist and we're out there. Uh, but he has my, <laughs> for my money the best TV show of all time, and Omar Little is one of the greatest characters of all time. And uh, yeah. a man's got to have a code, Trey. A man's got to have a code. Well, I'll say the wire. I, I you know TV fan since forever, and the wire came out when I was in this stage of my life where I couldn't, it was before DVR and the internet and streaming and all that stuff. And you had to be like, you had to be there every week to watch a show. And I was at a point where I couldn't watch a show every week. And so I missed the wire. And for years, the wire was at the top of my, I know I need to watch that, but I don't, I haven't had the time to watch that list. And so the very first thing I did when the pandemic started was I watched the wire. And I got to tell you, pretty good show mark that's that's it's pretty good pretty damn good it. <laughs> i see what all the i see what all the fuss is about no it's uh i yeah. i mean i agree with you it's yeah the best tv I mean, show of all time and he's arguably the best part of it his whole courtroom scene that he has in season three or four whatever that is right there in the middle that's a that's the first season i i got the i got the shotgun you got the briefcase but it's all the game right? yeah, yeah. yeah 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 uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a great scene. It's like they teach like show and sociology classes for a reason. Uh, all the shit we spent we, we spend our time on this show yelling about. The Wire explains in detail what happened to America. It's like you want to know what's up, what right. what the, what happened to America while we're in such a steep decline. The Wire fucking lays it out. It's all quarterly reports and uh, institutional bullshit. So yeah, man. Yeah. So rest in peace, Michael K. Williams. Huge yeah. fucking bummer, you know, why not 2021? Bummers all around. But uh, anyway, with us as always is producer Matt. This is Weekly Skews. I want to remind you real quick, I'm on tour again. If you are vaccinated, go to wellreadcomedy.com for tickets and information. We'll be in Raleigh this weekend. Looking forward to that. If you want to support me on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash Crowder. I do a lot of fun bonus stuff over there. But as far as the show tonight... We mess with Texas, in particular the state's horrific new abortion law, which threatens to undermine decades of reproductive rights in this country. Existence is a nightmare, and the SKUs is here to document it for you. <laughs> we, and, you know, some other fun stuff, too. But first, as always, we begin with the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Tonight's dumbass, anyone who listens to the rhetoric of elected Republican officials. This, according to the country's top elected Republican official. Matt, play the clip. My friends, it never occurred to me that we'd have a challenge getting people to take the vaccine. But that's where we are. 90% of the people in the hospitals are unvaccinated. 
does he not listen to his own caucus? Because Rand Paul yeah. is still running around telling people not to fucking get vaccinated. Yeah, who knew? It's like it's like when they were all huddled in the chambers of the Senate, hoping not to get murdered on January sixth. You know, and they're like, you know, I don't, I don't know why these people believe this crazy bullshit after years spent propagating the crazy bullshit publicly. You know, like that's their whole thing right now. It feels like I like. There's an overarching theory I haven't been able to wrap my mind around, but I think about it a lot that, like, somehow Americans have come to the conclusion that they're never going to die. And therefore, their immediate prospects, their jobs, their immediate grasp of power is like the most important thing in the world. God damn the consequences, right? Like, it's not, it's like there's nothing worth sacrificing yourself for, nothing worth putting your career on the line for, nothing in the world worth sacrificing anything for. And you arrive at people's like saying anything to get to the next 10 minutes without thinking about their fellow man or their children or the people around them. And so you end up advocating for people not to take the vaccine and then complaining about people not taking the vaccine. And we just end up being trapped in this fucking circle. And uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and on that note, apparently they are not immune to the effects of this. It seems like it's starting to wear on some of them. If you don't believe me, look at this fun little montage put together of West Virginia Republican Governor Jim Justice. Might I play that, please? Vaccinated. Absolutely getting yourself vaccinated and we're running out of time. A bunch of people will die. I don't know how we can be more explicit. Oh boy. We have got to get vaccinated. More people will die. All you're doing is entering the death drawing. What in the world? I mean, I would run over top of somebody. Death after death after death if we don't get ourselves vaccinated. You know, I... Yeah, that's the Republican governor of West Virginia. Uh, just like fucking, I guess he's that guy. I guess he flipped parties three or four times. I don't really know what his like actual belief system is. That's but, it. Uh, that, that, that shit goes on in West Virginia. I feel like mm-hmm. you know because you like Joe Manchin, the Democrat or whatever. Like it's it's hard to tell in West Virginia. I think, and I think it's like a a result of the whole like the long-standing tradition of unions and shit there and like mm-hmm. old school democrats or whatever and it's like oh they're democrats but they're also racist you know or whatever and trying to trying to clarify who is what in the state of west virginia it's always some shit like that yeah the uh shout out to the that video was put together by the people at the recount by the way uh twitter count at the recount uh they make some good content since we ganked it, I wanted to give them uh, credit for it. But uh, you can just see the exasperation set. Because like a, a governor has to govern, whereas Mitch McConnell doesn't have to fucking do shit, right? right. Like he's not responsible for anyone's lives outside of the, maybe his staffers in his department. But here's a guy who literally has to take the phone calls from the hospitals who's like, please fucking take the vaccine. <laughs> and it's like what's on the ground and what's happening in uh, you know uh, elite media circles is not the same thing. And uh, thank you, Governor of West Virginia, for reminding us of that. Also, get vaccinated if you haven't yet. Put it on your do list. I imagine most people listening to this have, uh, right. or at least in favor of it in theory. But uh, put it just if you haven't done it yet, make time, go do it. Um, yeah, because yeah. if you don't, what are you going to do? You're going to take horse pills. That's what you're going to do. You're going to end up. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up taking horse medicine. And there's some new information that's come up, come out about horse medicine. Mark, is that correct? Turns out taking horse medicine could have some weird impacts. Yeah, it turns out if you take a bunch of ivermectin, uh, your sperm gets real slow and grows two heads. Uh, so, 
That's pretty fun. Uh, I guess like natural selection works itself out eventually, I guess. So even if like uh, you, you cure yourself a COVID with the horse pills, uh, you're going to be selected out of the gene pool. Um, but I think the, the fun part to me is it just drives down testosterone as well. So uh, um, a bunch of papaws about to grow some titties. Uh, that's going to really hit for me. Uh, <laughs> but here's the fun part about it. Well, two fun things. We'll go. We'll, we'll, Matt, Matt's dad provided us a little bit of fact check. We'll get to in a second. But uh, this was a study from 2011 um, done in, a, um, a, a, in Nigeria. Uh, but the thing is, veterinarians know that this shit causes problems with sperm, which is why they tell breeders not to give it to breeding studs, it turns out. So if these people forget consulting with a doctor, if they had consulted with a veterinarian, they wouldn't have taken this shit, which is right. endlessly funny to me. Um, but, uh, Matt's dad, who, uh, I guess works in medical research, wanted us to know this is a very small study only done with 39 people and it's not a super reputable journey journal, but it is good enough information to justify a larger study, which the good news is we'll have a huge sample size to pull from <laughs> Right in the, in the coming years when, uh, birth rates in Oklahoma go through the floor and no one knows why. So, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, if, if. Even people who work with horses and prescribe horse medicine for horses, if you have a horse whose dick you want to work, horse experts agree you probably shouldn't give them ivermectin. So, and it's funny because, like, I feel like that's the, you know, having your dick work has jumped to the top of medical priorities over the years. You know what I mean? Like Viagra being the biggest thing. You know what I mean? Like, you would think this would have an impact on the people. Uh, the demographic who's taking ivermectin, you tell them, it's like, hey, yeah, you know, you can own the libs. Like, sure, you'll poop yourself to own the libs, and that's worth it. But but also, your wiener might not work anymore. And you would think maybe that would have an impact, but I guess not. But, I mean, these people aren't reading uh, medical journals. They were... I remember around March of 2020, there was a bunch of research coming out of China where it was like, it was basically the top line of it was like, COVID causes erectile dysfunction. And at right. the moment, it made me laugh because I was like, all the China figured out how to talk to Americans. Right. They'll care <laughs> now. Now yeah, they will trying, care. Yeah, they're trying to tell us something that we care about. We don't care about our lungs. We, we think we're never going to die, as we just talked about earlier. But fuck, who wants to live forever? You can't get it up, right? You think that would <laughs> that would uh, work on people, but that still didn't work. So this probably won't work either. They're just like, yeah, we're just doing this. So. Yeah, nothing works. But apparently, there's some other side effects of ivermectin as well. And if you don't believe us, take it from Alex Jones, renowned horse medicine expert. Uh, play play the clip, Matt. You'll see what I'm talking about. Mm. Oh my gosh, that is absolutely. Hideous. I mean, they told me not to take it. Oh, yeehaw, 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 yeehaw. I've turned into a Democrat. I took the ivermectin. Oh, no, Fauci's right. I didn't turn into a horse. (laughs) (laughs) How owned do you feel right now, Mark? You feel pretty owned by that? (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm so on because, like, apparently this is the fantastic content I'm missing out on by not watching Infowars more often. Uh, if Alex Jones was all this shit, I would, I would watch, honestly. Uh, he used to be all this shit. Alex Jones used to be a fun-loving conspiracy theorist in the 90s. He would just talk about, like, uh, moon lasers and aliens and shit before he got bleared, hyped up on politics when Trump got, before Trump got elected. Uh, when Obama got elected, I guess is a better way to put it. 
Um, but uh, he's always a good guy to turn to. Like I remember, he, he had a whole theory that Obama had weather machines. It was it was controlling the weather when he was president. But then Trump took over, and I never heard any more about the weather machines. Which like, did Obama take the weather machines with him? Yeah, when he left, took them back <laughs> to Kenya with him. That's what he did. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Uh, what What is supposed to be the, like, his whole thing is that ivermectin's, he's making fun of the idea that ivermectin doesn't, and I know, it's like, you'd well, sooner lasso the moon than make sense of the point Alex Jones is trying to make. I understand that. But it's I, like. Well, no, I, I can tell you what point he's trying to make. If you okay. Will. All right. Okay. So there, there's a meme on the right that, like, the fact people are calling ivermectin horse pills that we keep joking about. Like somebody literally said, if people at this point, people calling ivermectin horse medicine are in a cult, like they're like we're in denial that they're human versions of it, when that's not really exactly what we're talking about. That's not but, the they, point. but but he's making fun of like the the lib panic around that, which is I'm not panicked about it. I'm not taking it. I'm just laughing at people who are taking it and asking people not to if they want to live. You know, but uh, I don't really. I'm not deeply invested in it. But he's he's making fun of us for panicking and thinking that taking ivermectin will turn people into horses or something. I don't really know. But uh, yeah, and so what it'll, that's but point. but then he's like, but what it will turn you into is a Democrat somehow, which is like well, that's the worst thing that could happen. You would think. Well, he's <laughs> mixing his metaphors because he said he turned into a horse, but he's hee hawing like a donkey, which of course is a symbol of the Democratic Party. So right. not only does he know the not know the difference between horse medicine and people medicine, but he doesn't know the difference between a donkey and a horse. Uh, so. Fuck Alex out, Jones <laughs> mixing metaphors, not making sense. What is the world coming to, man? This doesn't this yeah. doesn't check out. Yeah. All right, our uh, next honorable mention for Daily Dumbass is all of us for not realizing that all of this shit is true. You're gonna feel really stupid after you watch this clip because you didn't understand just how bad things have gotten out here. This is uh this is Lynn Wood, who you remember from the Big Lie fame. And he's out mm -hmm. there workshopping new shit now. And y'all, it's some blockbuster stuff. Matt, play, play the clip. Going to Walmart. Stop going to Target. Stop buying the foods that they have been producing for years with fetal tissue parts to kill you. John D. Rockefeller was a devil worshiper, part of the Illuminati. You heard Jaron Jackson say, boy, oh boy, it drives them wild when somebody gets out in public and says, the Illuminati, do the research, connect the dots. The Illuminati is real. And they're devil worshippers. So, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead, Mark. <laughs> So Lynn Wood, who is Donald, Donald Trump's big election lawyer and also a big QAnon dude, he's been running around for the last year saying that Hillary Clinton eats baby parts to live forever, but also Walmart's putting baby parts in your food to kill you. So I have a question about where you get the good baby parts versus the bootleg baby parts. Yeah, you, you got to go down to the farmer's market. Yeah. The good baby parts from your local <laughs> baby part, uh, you know. Farmer, your local yeah. baby part farmer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this one, it sounds like a, like a mad lib, right? Just like insert lunacy here thing where he's just like, how, I wonder how long he talked, you know? And like, that was, what was that? 60 seconds. And it yeah. was just, just 
five different types of lunacy just back to back to back to back and it's like how how much can he fit into it does he do an hour does he got an hour of shit because i just you feel yeah. like you'd almost run out at some point but i guess not man i mean i feel like he's scraping the bottom of the barrel to rant about john d rockefeller who died in 1937 right <laughs> like i i don't even know the thing about him worshiping satan maybe he did i don't give a shit I, but i don't know whether he uh i don't like you can make any sense of all that shit. It's like, this is the president's lawyer, uh, ex-president's lawyer. No, our true president's lawyer. Let's, put it, let's get it straight. Um, yeah. So. Yep. Our, uh, our next, honorable, <laughs> next honorable mention for Daily Dumbass, Joe Biden for not keeping some of those surplus tanks around to combat the hurricanes that came through last week. Uh, Matt, play the clip. Tell you what would be a good start for the people of Louisiana. $85 billion worth of military equipment that was left behind in Afghanistan. We could use some of those assets for the citizens of America. Let us put America first. Yeah, it's uh, Louisiana Congressman Andy Biggs. Uh, He's got his finger on the pulse of what's really happening, uh, the problems in his home state right there. Uh, People that don't have electricity, they don't have air conditioning, they don't have health care, they don't have vaccines. We got to get them tanks. But imagine if they had tanks. If we had had yeah. some tanks when Ida rolled through, none of this <coughs> shit would be going on. He, it's another Mad Lib situation. He sounds like, listen, everybody's asking me about floods. You know the real problem? Joe Biden is flooding this country with Mexicans. That's the real problem. <laughs> it's a flood of immigrants coming over the border, and that's what I want to talk about. Like, <laughs> just, yeah. you talk about moving the goalposts, dude. But yeah, what the fuck are $80 billion worth of tanks, which of course, that's all completely made up, by the way. But what is that yeah. going to do? Uh, in a hurricane relief effort. You know, talk about the Green New Deal. You know, this is green. The $100 bills that Hunter Biden uses to snort cocaine. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. That's what we need to be talking about out here. Yeah. He says, standing amongst <laughs> the rubble. Oh, man. Yeah, All standing right. amongst the rubble complaining about bullshit. That's, pretty, that's, that's American politics right now. Buddy, like, ain't that America... Uh, Get a fucking shovel and start digging your people out, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so for our last honorable mention, we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive here. It's a school board update. Mark, will you uh, walk us through this, please? It's some wild so, shit. So last Thursday, there's a, there's a bunch of crazy... We've, we've been talking about crazy shit happening in schools. So uh, last Thursday afternoon, uh, three guys, only one of them which has a kid in school. This guy's kid... Um, got sent home due to COVID contact tracing, asked to isolate and to wear a mask if she, when she, after she tested negative and came back to school for a few days. Uh, and uh, in response, which this dad gathered up a couple of his buddies and went to citizens arrest the uh, principal with some zip ties. <laughs> and here's a, here's a quick video of him live cast, live broadcasting himself, going to kidnap a high school, uh, a school principal. Yeah. This- Here, I'll show you. Law enforcement zip ties. Okay, where is the office? We're just, oh, is it over there? I thought it was up front. Okay, probably. We're just coming in to talk first. But our public officials need to know that. There he is. Here. All right, so a couple things about that video. Uh, I want to show the whole thing because it's a rambling Facebook live stream. 
But uh, the, the buddy was carrying the zip ties, and he pivoted the camera over to show the zip ties. And the buddy goes, hey, I don't want to be on camera. Like, because his buddy's like, we're committing the crime. <laughs> He's smart enough to know it. And so he hands the zip ties <laughs> off. So this guy could confess, instead to confess to planning a crime on, on, on Facebook Live. And I like that he goes, we're just going to talk first. Because yeah. it really does outline the problem here. Because there has to be a step two to the zip line, the, the zip tie. Right. Thing. Right. Yes, right. It's like, it's like step one, talk. Step uh-huh. two, question marks. Step three, <laughs> Law enforcement zip ties, citizens yeah. arrest. Like, well, what, what's, this what's step four? Citizens arrest. What? Ha- yeah, right. What happens after that? Yeah, I, yeah. Who knows? You're gonna keep in your basement till he confesses. They're to- gonna be. They are going to be hoisted upon the shoulders of their community members and uh-huh. and lauded throughout the streets as heroes for yeah. arresting the principal of the school. That's what step four is, Mark. That's what happens after that. Yeah. So, uh, so what happened next was a school a, a school cop came and said, "Hey, what the fuck, buddy?" And so he politely asked the cop if he could do what a citizen's arrest on the principal, and the cop's like, "That that's not a thing, buddy." <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah. he they left after a little bit, and the guy made another Facebook video where he was saying that the the school was merely the school's more like it when dads come in because they're too masculine, so they were just put off by how tough and masculine these guys are. Yeah, that was uh, which, the problem. Yeah. Anyway, today all those guys got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, all three members of Arizona Trio, Bars and Elementary School Principal's Office with zip ties and threatened to place her under citizen's arrest for following public health guidelines have instead been arrested themselves. That's how that goes. Yeah, um, they, they, the, the video they made before they got arrested was them saying, like, listen, when moms come in and they have concerns – <laughs> about what's about what's going on with our children. Everybody's fine with it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as a man shows up with concerns, all of a sudden it's a problem. Everybody's yeah. worried about it. As soon as as soon as a masculine father shows up with some legitimate concerns about his child's education and also uh cameras and zip ties uh, and the and the idea to uh, citizens arrest the school's principal. As soon as that happens, all of a sudden, it's a problem just because we're men. We are men who are being persecuted for having manly thoughts, and uh-huh. society can't handle it. That's their yeah. general stance on the situation. A, a mom brought in uh, cookies. Yeah. I brought in zip ties. They're both objects. Right. Right. But one of them's a problem somehow. Okay. Whatever. America. This is noun discrimination. You're discriminating against different kinds of nouns here, buddy. Zip ties versus, you know. But uh, this guy owns a coffee shop that's his like uh, that's uh, that's what he does for a living like we well we're not talking about it but just know that with this guy's to play about masculinity he does not exude masculinity let's just put it that way um and uh he, he owns a coffee shop uh where he hosts meets and meet and greets with the likes of like for example dinesh d'souza uh convicted felon and former laura ingraham college boyfriend uh has spoken there and the one that really got me with a recently had a meet and greet with a quote disgraced space for space force lieutenant colonel which is a really funny description to me uh how space force has been around for like 10 minutes how have you been driven out of it already but i guess he published a book warning of white genocide and a neo-marxist <laughs> agenda yeah that'll do it so he got the space force should have been focused on them moon muslims mark but he was out here 
talking about white genocide and a neo-Marxist agenda, and as such, he got disgraced smooth out of the Space Force, but he's a featured speaker at this lunatic's coffee shop. Also, like, dude, this is how truly mainstream coffee shops have gotten. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's there's a coffee company that's like, I think it's called, and I don't know that much about them, but it's called, it's called Black Rifle Coffee Company, yeah. I think, yeah. and their whole thing is being like pro-veteran, pro-flag, hardcore, manly coffee company. Do you, yeah. Like, coffee... Coffee shops used to be the realm of, you know, us liberal queers. That's where we were at. We were at, if you wanted to find a liberal queer, you go to the coffee shop. But coffee has gotten so undeniably mainstream that you've got fucking MAGA lunatic coffee shops now where they're having speaking engagements from disgraced Space Force colonels and shit. Like, dude, America is wild, man. We it, are like, wild. <laughs> it was like six months ago, Ted Cruz was still making latte liberal jokes, right. which is like extremely funny because Starbucks is super successful because they made like something with the aesthetics of like rich people stuff, like affordable for like three bucks. Right. So yeah. like there's Starbucks in truck stops along I-35 in Texas. You can stop halfway between Waco and Austin and get a latte behind another guy getting a latte wearing work boots who's on a break from his construction job. This is not the purview, but like so but instead they've started right wing coffee shops are like lattes, but with huge gun dicks. And that's yeah, like- <laughs> big old gun dick. Big old gun dick lattes right here at yeah. America Beans Incorporated. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, but anyway, this stuff, uh, we should probably skip over because we're running out of time, but there was a, 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 along the same lines around schools, like, uh, Patriot Prayer and the Proud Boys shut, they managed to put three schools on lockdown in, uh, uh, Vancouver, Washington this week because they were doing mask protests and they were, were, uh, doing prayer circles around, uh, I guess, alt-right kids who didn't want to wear masks and then sending them into the schools unmasked, like in waves, like they're, like the storm of Normandy. And, uh, the school had to like go on lockdown to try to figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah, man. Those people, they're they're like in their heads, they're freedom riders. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like fucking. Oh, they're literally used. Somebody said last week they called it Rosa Parks again that they were going to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, Mark, former Texan. I mean, you're not from Texas, but you're a former Texan. You know a lot about Texas shit. Let's talk about Texas shit. Not a good week to be Texan. I mean, unless, you know, you're super into the Lord and and all that type of thing. But yeah, Texas in the news. Big new abortion law. Uh, all right. They so got you guys through are- the Supreme Court and people are mad and for good reason. And Mark, former Texan, tell us about it. All right. So you guys have probably heard the news by now. If you haven't followed the close details, we're going to get through them real quick. But Texas passed a law called SB8, which is a novelty because what it does instead of banning abortion or using a state enforcement mechanism, it outlaws enforcement to individuals. So basically it sets up a civil procedure where if you suspect someone has had an abortion uh, past six weeks of pregnancy, you can sue anyone who facilitates it for $10,000 and they have to prove they didn't. And if they can't, they have to pay you $10,000 plus your legal fees and also their legal fees and stuff and shit like that, right? It's um, it, The woman can't get sued, which is one way they get around making this a huge civil rights violation. But it's like, it's for the doctor or the administrator, the nurse, the uh, uh, an Uber driver unwittingly drives a woman to a clinic, right? Can all be on the hook for $10,000. 
plus legal fees. Um, and the person who sues cannot lose. Now, this this framework has a lot of like uh, potential pitfalls, which I don't think it's ever going to like have any direct effect. I think the indirect effects of making clinics shut down because they can't figure out how to manage this, navigate this dynamic is going to be the real problem. But um, the Supreme Court, um, people filed an emergency injunction to stop this and went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court killed it on their shadow docket, which is where you just issued an unsighted opinion in the middle of the night without actually hearing the case or taking any arguments. And basically, uh, five justices said, well, we can't figure this out because you need you need to be able to, usually when you file an injunction to stop a law from going into effect, you sue the state official or county official or whatever in charge of enforcing it, right? That's who you put on the lawsuit. But there is no official in charge of enforcing it because it's a bunch of random people who are going to file it. Because if no one's done that, there's no one to, there's no one to sue yet. So there's, it's, it's outstanding issues and technical legal bullshit. Basically, they're cowards. They don't believe anything they're saying, but they want to let the law go into effect uh, and see how it plays. So while other states pass little laws and maybe the momentum will let it carry through before anybody figures out that what they're doing is crooked and awful. Um, it's not a popular law. It's not going to be a popular law because anything where you're listing people to snitch on their neighbors is not going to play out how you think because I imagine that, say, even if my wife is getting an abortion I don't want her to get, I'm going to be more mad at the person who puts her name in the fucking newspaper and sues us for $10,000 than I am over that. What happened, what's happened in my marriage is my business. You know, it's, it's not going to play out people think. But if you want to get a gauge of how unpopular this is, even among Republicans, uh, you can check out all the times they don't want to talk about it. For example, uh, Fox News didn't talk about it at all like two days after it passed. They should be gloating, right? It's a 40-year project, the conservative movement, to overturn Roe v. Wade. They did it in the dead of night. They fucking won, and they're doing zero end zone dances. And here's Bill Cassidy, a senator from Louisiana, on uh, one of the Sunday shows this week, talking themselves in circles around it. If you want to see how they feel about it. So the law is being enacted right now. Let's talk about the underlying law, which is let's talk about the substance of the underlying law. It gives private citizens the right to enforce this law. It actually tasks private citizens with enforcing this law. And the Wall Street Journal uh, came out against that this week. They called it, said an editorial calling it the Texas abortion law blunder, saying the law sets an awful precedent that conservatives should hate. Could California allow private citizens to sue individuals for hate speech or New York deputize private lawsuits against gun owners? So setting aside the standing issue, what do you think of the underlying substance of the law? I think the Supreme Court will swat it away once it comes to them in an appropriate manner. Um, If it is as terrible as people say it is, it'll be destroyed by the Supreme Court. But to act like this is an assault upon Roe v. Wade is, again, something the president's doing, I think, to distract from his other issues. Uh, And it is clearly not an assault upon the by the way, I'm pro-life. But just to say the facts are this is about standing, about nothing else. And the Supreme Court will decide how to affect standing before all these other things play. You you don't you don't think it signals that the court is prepared to undo Roe v. Wade now? You know, so we can always talk about eventualities. We can always talk about theoreticals. It makes good fodder. But but I'm kind of a guy who's in the middle of a state in which 700,000 people don't have electricity. All right. So you can do the law school like like debate club bullshit you want, but you can't say Roe v. Wade is fine. Also, America's second largest state. Women don't have a right to get an abortion in the first trimester because that's absolutely not fucking real. It's a lie. Um so he's bullshitting. Uh, everyone's bullshitting. Susan Collins is pretending to be shocked, shocked that people we put on the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade have done it. She released a statement saying the law is extreme and harmful, yada, yada, yada. I oppose the court's decision. 
remember she told us that she had been right. assured by both Amy Coney Barrett right. and Brett Kavanaugh that they would never did they considered road settled law. Right. Um, and that's one of those things. It's like it's just like we're saying all, the, the trust that our some of our leaders seem to have in them. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, they wouldn't do that. Do you know what I mean? Like we're, oh, we we believe in working working with these people and bipartisanship and whatever. And I I have been assured that that would never happen. And as such, it's okay. And it's like, yeah, the, you know, now she's just aghast at the fact that these super pro life judges that she helped to confirm are doing some super pro life. I fucking, I hate the term pro life also, but it's just the way the, the narrative is framed now. But yeah, it's like, this is exactly what, this is literally exactly what everyone was screaming about the possibility of it happening. It's what's happening right now. So you can't now sit back and be like, I can't believe this is happening. It's like fucking Mitch McConnell up top talking about, I don't, it's so wild to me that that people aren't taking the vaccine. It's like that's fucking bullshit. You you had to know. You were it was screamed in your face and you rebuked it and yeah. now it's happening. You can't act like you didn't know. You fucking knew. It's the uh I'm shocked shocked to discover gambling is going on in this establishment except you're you're in the middle of holding a cup of dice, a hand of cards, right? <laughs> and you got a stack of chips in front of you. It's a it's utterly like the thing that drives me crazy about this is like we on the left are kind of considered panicky, like sky is falling tight. We get patted on the head, tell us that what we see is happening isn't really happening with climate change or income inequality or wars going to shit or whatever. And or road getting overturned. And I don't know if it's actually going to be fine. People can tell us, oh, it's right. going to be fine. And it's never fucking fine. And it's right. it's it's, it's it, you feel like Cassandra at a certain point, the you know Greek mythological character. Um but uh, yeah, and uh, <coughs> they no one can decide what to say. Like the, that clip, they point out that even the Wall Street Journal was like, "You guys fucked up. This is a bad law. This is not going to play out the way you think," uh, which we'll get back to in a minute. But um, they asked Caitlyn Jenner. She, Caitlyn Jenner is running for uh, governor here in our, our fucked up state of California on the recall ballot. She's polling at one percent. Doesn't stop her from getting all the interviews she wants. And uh, here she took an interesting tack being asked about it. Uh, yeah, hit that clip, man. <laughs> I am for a women's right to choose. I am also for a state uh, having the ability to make their own laws. Um, and so I support Texas in that decision. That's their decision. Um, I'm okay with that. But as far as being a woman's right to choose, I don't see any changes in our laws in California in the future. But you're fine with the Texas law, even though you say. Yeah, it's. Okay, I am for Roman's right to choose, but I am for the general concept of laws. Well, I also, Caitlyn Jenner, am for the general concept right. of laws. But it's not like we're not arguing for anarchy versus legislatures existing. We're right. talking about specific fucking laws. It's such bullshit. It doesn't like well, it, she, she has Trump's political team, though. So this is kind of bullshit going to come out with. Well, it's also like it's another version of that shit that Cassidy was doing in that other clip. You know what I mean? Where he's like, listen, I'm pro life, but like. I'm not going to back this law. If this law is as bad as you say it is, then someone else will take care of it. Okay. If it's that bad, it'll be taken care of. But he's like, yeah, it's just, they're all trying to do some real fence riding shit right now because I think they recognize the implications of this, you know? Um, the, the, I mean, everyone keeps making this point, but like if, if California had done this with a different, with a, with a left wing priority, say like, 
You could sue your neighbor for having a handgun for ten thousand dollars. Supreme Court right. would have fucking tossed it out and said for the bullshit that it was because it's not it's not a way you it's not a way you run a government. It's like the the closest analog to this is the Fugitive Slave Act, which deputized regular citizens to kidnap black people and take them back and sell them back in the South. And that's like this is you. you you can't just be like, okay, we're, we can't pass the law we want, so we're doing vigilantes now. It doesn't fucking work that way. Not in a country that works anyway. Um, so yeah, yeah, it seems like Texas is uh, – <laughs> it feels like Texas is uh, giving their citizens the legal right to round up a posse, an abortion posse. And mm-hmm. uh, Greg Abbott, the governor, he seems to be all about rounding up posses, uh, it, it feels to me like. Because he's got a plan for – if you're worried about how peop- how women who are victims of rape or sexual assault, how this will affect him, don't worry. He's got a plan for it. Texas is going to take care of it. And we could play that clip now, Matt, from Abbott. Uh, it doesn't require that at all because uh, obviously uh, it provides uh, at least six weeks uh, for a person uh, to be able to uh, get an abortion. And so for one, it doesn't provide that. That said, however, let's make something very clear. Rape is a crime and Texas will work tirelessly to make sure that we eliminate all rapists from the streets of Texas by aggressively going out and uh, arresting them and prosecuting them and getting them off the streets. Yeah. yeah. So instead of instead of giving women rights, we're going to eliminate all rape. Um, yeah. You heard it here first, everybody. Texas rape free from this point forward. There will be no more rapes because they're going to round up a posse and they're going to eliminate rape as a concept in the state yeah. of Texas because and that's also how rape the- works. You Future rapes. They're going to adjudicate all future rapes, right? Anybody that's got mm-hmm. rape in their mind in the future, they're about to get arrested in Texas and strung up because that's how Texas does it. And we won't have to worry about women getting raped and wanting an abortion because Texas yeah. is going to take care of it. There's a Cowboy of style. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, a lot of bullshit in there. Like we're eliminating rapists in the streets because he's presenting this like stranger in the bushes kind of rape that almost never fucking happens. Right, like, somebody no, you know. Yeah, yeah, your 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 uncle, your boyfriend, your husband. Yeah. Your, uh, uh, yeah, it's like it's it's not how it fucking happens, and he knows that he's not an idiot, but he's like he's trying to act like this is something that you'd be able to ward off with pepper spray. You know, it's like it, 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 it's it's fucking it, everything about this is so bleak and dishonest. Well, right. Well, um, yeah, because he starts by saying like, like, listen, it doesn't say that they have six weeks. But of course, anybody, anybody that has children or just knows anything about <laughs> pregnancy at all should know that six weeks is fucking nothing. Most women don't even know they're pregnant by six weeks. Like six weeks is nothing in pregnancy terms. You could easily get well beyond the six-week window after having been raped and find out you are pregnant and not be able Mm -hmm. to do shit about it in Texas. Although I guess not in the future because rape is out of the equation now because they're going to take care of it. Greg Abbott's going to take care of it. But, yeah. What you got to do is you got to, like, like rapid daily COVID testing, you just got to take a pregnancy test every morning. Right. You'll be covered. Um, Yeah. This isn't going to... So I don't think it's going to play out how people think it's going to, because like I said, I don't think anyone's going to avail themselves of trying to get this 10 grand other of like maybe a couple dozen. How do you know? 
people don't go around telling everyone in their social circle or their church or whatever they're going to get an abortion. Dude, How do I, they, like, buddy, I'm sorry. There will be some fucking Nancy Grace types uh-huh. in Texas who point <laughs> who go to get that ten thousand dollar abortion cop money or whatever based on somebody you know eating a real big lasagna the night before or whatever just looking a little heavy retaining water somebody's retaining yeah. water and somebody like you but dude people are gonna go for it they're gonna go for that ten thousand dollar abortion prize i think or oh. abortion cop prize i mean they're they're gonna be i mean Matt's making the point. These are from the people who tell us that vaccine passports are a HIPAA violation. I'm just going to ask every woman entering her business whether she's pregnant or not and whether it's past six weeks. Um, so I, I just like I, I think the real. Like a bunch of abortion clinics in Texas have stopped giving abortions to people past six weeks because they don't have the money to get sued. Right. They can't afford right. that. That I, I think that's the real danger here more than people availing themselves of this law is that they, 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 nobody knows how to navigate this new dynamic, right? Which is the point. They don't. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, so a bunch of, yeah. But people, but people are fighting back, including Mark, the dark Lord Satan. Uh, you put that screen grab up there, Matt. Uh, the satanic temple in Texas is not having this shit. And they are offering an out for people in Texas that need an abortion. And it's under the rights of the Religious Religious Freedom Act. So according to the Satanic Temple, it is a tenet of their religion that your body is yours and it's inviolable. And it's a very deeply held religious precept that abortion is a right that women have. And as such, it cannot be interfered upon by the state government so if you would like to participate in the abortion ritual you can seek the satanic temple's assistance and they will help you out with this and one of the main guys of the satanic temple said i am sure texas attorney general ken paxton who famously champions religious liberty issues will be proud to see that texas's robust religious liberty laws which he so vociferously champions will prevent future abortion rituals from being interrupted by superfluous government restrictions satan to the rescue once again mark uh for people that don't know, <coughs> the funny thing about the, the 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 mainline Church of Satan is they don't believe in Satan. No, uh, well, well, okay. First of all, it's so you said this is the the Satanic Temple. There's yeah. also the Church of Satan. The Church of Satan is different, and they kind of don't hit really. They're sort of in, but the Satanic Temple doesn't actually believe in Satan or any of that. They kind of exist to fuck with religious yeah. hypocrisy and troll Christians and that shit yeah. in this country. I, for one, am very much a fan of what they They're, do. But yeah, it's uh, they, two they different a- things. They're atheists who like trolling, right? Yes. Like the, the, I'm talking about the Levian Satanists or like basically like their, right. their belief system is hedonism. Like the only, like that's, that, that's uh, so like they're so uh, I feel like the problem right here is they don't have any actual rituals. <laughs> Uh, so if, if, they, if there's a, but I would like to watch the Supreme court here and we'd have to walk through their belief system and read the satanic Bible. That'd be, that, that would really hit for me. Um, but, uh, right, because, yeah. because if you, I mean, <clears throat> the idea is if you stand there and say, it's a deeply held precept of my religion that mm-hmm. I have the right to an abortion, you know, at this time, 
and I'm invoking this under our state's religious freedom laws, like, what can they say about it? It's like their whole thing is like, oh, religious freedom is ultra important. That's why we need the Ten Commandments at the state capitol, and we need kids to say under God as part of the Pledge of Allegiance. That's what, Religious freedom is vitally important, and in this satanic temple is like, well, part of our religious freedom is getting abortions, and then they're like, well, no, not like that. <laughs> like that, no, that's different. But yeah, you can't have it that way, right? I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this I, shit seems I, clever to me. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to work, and you can just ask any uh, any Rastafarian who's been called a weed or any Native American who's been called a parody. <laughs> right. Yeah, it just uh, don't work like that in this country. No, no, the guy with the guy with the guns makes the rules, and it's the Christians in this yeah. country, right? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, good luck. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll I'll be rooting for you, Satanists. I never said that sentence before. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, so the politics of this is interesting because I think everyone knows that most people are pro-life or are in favor of some form of legal abortion. The problem with, uh, abortion advocates or pro-choice advocates is most people feel ambivalent or it's not their top issue to be pro-choice because people don't think about having to get an abortion, but most people aren't planning, thinking about needing an abortion in a couple of weeks, which is like a huge chunk of people that get abortions in America are married women who already have kids. Either they discover a medical problem with either them or the child, or uh, they just got back in the workforce and they don't want to uh, take a few years off from their career again, yada, yada. yada. A lot of people have personal reasons. Um, this, this idea, this image people have that it's all like, I don't know, frivolous sluts in their early 20s or whatever, running around just right. using it for birth control is, but yeah. I'm not... I think it's black whatever and Mexican. Yeah. It's immigrants. Yeah. It's black welfare queens. They're all just can't keep so, their legs closed and can't stop to, having babies. That's what they think it is. To, but to talk about the, the racist welfare queen trope. Are kids free checks from the government or are you murdering them so you can keep living a frivolous life? Which which one is it? Right. Right. Like, it, right. It can't be both. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like if they. Yes, that is such a good point. If they are free, if if it's not a, if it's not a child, it's a check. If that's how welf- welfare clean, queens work, mm-hmm. then they would never get an abortion. They would get pregnant at every opportunity and have another kid. So you give them another check so they can keep propping their feet up and just doing bullshit. That's what they would do. But mm-hmm. so, what's your problem with? You should be fully in favor of abortion if that's how you feel about it, right? Yeah. But but you know, it's again. I'd sooner lasso the moon <laughs> than try to find consistency in the tenets of their political philosophies that they have. The, uh, um, the, I, I know people who feel strongly about pro-life views. And while I disagree with them, I can respect them having an honest view. The people I reserve my contempt for here are the cynics who just want to be mean and troll the libs, which is everyone in power here. Greg Abbott does not fucking have a sincere belief. The guy who wrote the bill, I saw an interview with him, he was laughing his ass off about this, um, about how clever he was to write the bill to where there's no there's no one to sue. Um, all the Republicans in Congress, at least Amy Coney Barrett probably is a hardcore pro-lifer. Brett Kavanaugh doesn't fucking give a shit. He just hates women. Um, it, it, all these people are such fucking assholes. And right. That's, so many that's, of them have probably paid for an abortion, I would imagine, at some dude, point in their political careers. You know, this, the scandal that brought Michael Cohen down, um, he was handling 
the three heads of the Republican uh, Finance Committee. He was handling their payoffs to women they'd had sex with. Um, literally two of the three had used him as a pass through to pay for abortions with strippers they got pregnant or whatever. These people don't believe anything they're fucking. They're the people no. I have utmost contempt for. The rules. The, the rich people will always be able to get abortions. The rules never apply to them. There used to be this. This uh, I think it was a Reddit thread. It was just stories from people that worked in abortion clinics, and almost every story was about how there would be a woman outside the clinic protesting. And then one day she'd be in there getting an abortion and she'd be outside protesting the next day because her case is special trade. She's not one of the right. whores. She actually had a problem, right? Yeah. She had a right to get one. It's all the other people that are bad, right? It's yeah. Like, that's well, it's like, dude, I've things. known there's plenty of people I went to high school with that fucking hate welfare <laughs> queens and all that type of shit, but get food stamps. And they're like, well, I need, mm-hmm. I need my food stamps. It's different. Yeah. Like I, I deserve mine. Mm-hmm. it's a problem they're fucking lazy where it's like i had to get an abortion they're fucking whores they're uh-huh. sluts you know that's how that's how a lot of these people's they're, brains uh, work man i mean the purest essence of trumpism if you got had to sum it up in a sentence it would be that like he cut out the bullshit and just said the government should give you benefits but not them right yeah. the government should take care of you which is just right. inherent democracy that's basically what hitler pitched but it's like it it, it, it is <laughs> They don't. It's not principle there. It's just like I want mine, and I want to fucking hurt other people. That's right. That's the core of it. You know. Yeah, he's not hurting the right people. It's like Mm -hmm. one of the number one complaints from Trump. That was an exact quote. That was an exact quote from some lady. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's not hurting (laughs) the right people. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Let's get into some questions and comments over here. I don't know about what. I guess Texas, the abortion law, whatever y'all want to. Whatever y'all want to hit us with, let's. Uh, we didn't get around to it last week. We talk about that Will Wilkinson piece real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, go ahead. So as a writer, I, I find interesting that Will Wilkinson he has a Substack, I think, uh, or me. It doesn't matter. But he had wrote a piece last week about the Southernification of all of rural America, and I was like, it really hit home for me because I never thought about this. But like, you drive an hour outside of LA, like if you go to like wine tasting in a vineyard, you'll hear shitty pop country music, mm-hmm. people wearing boots. Um, and you'll anybody see the pictures of people flying Confederate flags at the Iowa State Fair or whatever. Yep. It's like the South has risen again. It's taken over all of rural American culture, and it's it's boring. First of all, it's boring. I'm whatever Iowa. Like I like Southern culture. I'm from the South, not the Confederate flag bullshit. It's all the good. worst parts of us. That's what the problem yeah. is. It's like you, they, you're right. Southern culture has overtaken a huge chunk of America, but it's only the worst parts of our. It's just the racism and all that shit that's really huge. And because I took, dude, the whole like, it ain't South and North anymore whatsoever. It's fucking urban and rural. That's what it yeah. is. Like I've I've toured the whole country. I've driven across most of the states and shit. And you drive from Spokane, Washington, to Seattle, Washington. That six-hour trip you take, mm-hmm. it's going to feel like you're driving across Alabama, dude. It's going to feel mm-hmm. like the exact same thing. I know because I've done it. It's the same exact shit. You hear the same music, see the same signs, all the same shit. Um, what? Why can you take good country music or barbecue? I know, right, yeah. Learn a fucking barbecue. Buddy, like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you, man. Uh, but let's see. Uh, 
Missy Barber from YouTube says they see anyone they don't know as NPCs, non-player characters, especially yeah. people who are non-white. We're talking about the whole like, oh, I need my food stamps or oh, my abortion was justified thing. And you're right. It's just like it's the same thing with like you talk about raising the minimum wage and they're like, I'm an EMT. You think of McDonald's burger flipper deserves more money than i get and it's like no no one thinks that we think you both are getting fucked you both should get more you both are yeah. getting fucked over but people mm -hmm. interpret it as you're you're trying to fuck me up my problems are different than everybody else's like people interpret it's, it as everyone else is an npc they are the main character and yeah. I, everything I, I, is a angled against them that's how it works Part of the subcategory of that dynamic I was talking about earlier, where we all think we're going to live forever, so therefore our lives and interests are the most important things, is like part of this is like I am the protagonist of reality, right? There, there are no rules; they're just my right. interests. There are no principles, you know. So, um, yeah. That uh, speaking of the urban-rural divide, um, there's a there's a great New Yorker piece I want to recommend um, called "The Other Afghan Women" by a writer named Anand Gopal. He basically um, went around Helmand province in rural Afghanistan and talked to the women who lived there about their thoughts on the war. And it was just a really interesting talk to a woman who, who was in her mid forties. So she survived the Afghan communist government, the rise of the Mujahideen, the Ted, the Soviet invasion, the Taliban, the American war. It's like, it's, it's all, it's all the same shit to them. It's basically it. And, uh, they just want peace, you know? So, yeah. Warrior Max, <laughs> 2013 from YouTube says General Lee statue coming down tomorrow. This is in Mark's home state of Virginia, one of the oldest mm -hmm. Confederate monuments in the country, I believe, 1890 or something like that. A statue of Robert E. Lee is coming Here, down he, tomorrow. The headline of the AP story was like statue of Civil, Civil War, War hero, hero. Yeah, Robert E. Lee. Dude, at, I do like, not understand how say, that how that still happens. Like, how do you not know? to not call Robert E. Lee a hero. If you're a fucking writer for the AP or whoever put that out I, there, like I, as Southerners, I just want to say this clearly 300,000 Southerners fought for the union. 300,000 people evaluated the same dynamic Robert E. Lee did and came on the right fucking side of it and uh, disagreed with their brothers and their family and their cousins and their sisters. And sometimes their wives and picked up a gun to go prove them fucking wrong. They are heroes. Robert E. Lee is a piece of shit. Sorry. All right. Yeah. Yeah, man. hundred percent. Uh, let's see here. I'm looking through these over here. Uh, uh, oh, hell. We got some trolls doing troll shit. Um, which is fine. A lot of people saying Robert E. Lee was a traitor, which I mean, he objectively was textbook <laughs> definition and a loser textbook. also objectively true both a traitor yeah. and a loser can't argue the facts of either of those things um let's see here why aren't Hang on, from Kim Cusato. Why aren't Southerners embarrassed about the Civil War and slavery? It's a very good question. Uh, a lot of a lot of Southerners are taught that they shouldn't be. Like a lot of them are taught that uh, it wasn't actually about slavery. Oh, they're taught so many things. A lot of Southern. I don't know if this is still true. I assume it is, but I know, like when I was growing up and and everything, like 
A, slavery wasn't that bad. Like, people would literally take... There were slaves who fought for the Confederacy. There were slaves who missed being slaves. You hear shit like this. Uh, and also, A, slavery wasn't that bad. But B, even if it was that bad, the war was never about slavery to begin with. It was about uh, states' rights, the the rights of the southern states to do what they wanted to do. Never mind the fact that the main thing they wanted to do was continue owning slaves. But I'm saying... Just fuck the same problem we have with vaccines and everything right now, disinformation and just fucking ignorance and bullshit. But I'm saying like I, I would I would say that the frame in like, people Southerners are embarrassed by the civil war and slavery. Well, dude, me and you, of course, are right. No, no, yes. no. I, I'm, I'm saying the reason you formulate all those lies was to try to assuage your because you shame. were ashamed in the first place. Yeah. The the yeah. the number one dichotomy of being from the South, every Southerner knows, is pride and shame. <laughs> like, like wanting to be proud of where you're from and, you know, your people I mean, and your home like, or whatever versus the objective shame of, you know, where you're from. But there's a there's well, a whole lot of shame. But the people that are like upfront shameless about it, they just you know, they treat it all like uh, fake news or like it's all not true or like it was I, justified in the first place. I, I do disagree with the premise of the question a little bit. I think the, the entire existence of Southern noir and blues music and all this stuff is an expression of how much blood's in the ground is unnecessarily spilled for 400 years. It's like the, the, there's, a, there's a deep sense of you can't consume any Southern art and not sense a deep sense of well, sadness. Yeah, well, yeah, dude, me and, you, me and you both are Southerners and we are both very embarrassed by both of those things. Well, so the, I'm this is like... This stuff gets ahistorialized, but like it was a scan, it was a scandal when Thomas Jefferson was in pre- was president that he had impregnated a fifteen year old uh, 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 girl he owned who was also related to him somehow. It, it was it, he was ashamed up to the degree that he fucking lied about it. It was in the newspapers and he told everyone it was fake news. So like he was ashamed. It's always been shame. It's always been shame. Like it's like it's it, it's. Just because people just because people lie and say that they're proud doesn't mean they're not deeply ashamed. We did we just like we just pretend shit didn't exist because we know it's real and it hurts. You know? Yeah. So. Producer Matt also points out that the civil rights movement was kind of southern <laughs> in nature. That's another thing too. Is like when people like, and I'm guilty because I just interpreted this as one type of southerner. But plenty of southerners are ashamed, and also a huge chunk of southerners are. Uh, black and feel yeah. and are on the exact opposite side of this entire dynamic and have fought their entire existence for things to be different they are still southerners though you know what i mean so it's yeah. uh it's, those, it's fucking complicated to say the of least. those of those three hundred thousand southerners i talked about fighting for the union earlier a hundred thousand of them were black right. um and i remember back during juneteenth i read this piece it was, the, it was the, this i forget the headline the substance of it was something about the slaves freed themselves and basically, by flocking to the union calls and fighting for their own freedom, um, they black people, black Americans made it, black Southern Americans made it untenable for Lincoln to not extend the Emancipation Proclamation to uh, to the entire country. So it was like that the the, the Constitution Amendment passed. Because how do you put people back in chains when they just saved the country? They just like that Dude, was made it political untenable. Yeah, buddy, if it wasn't for black people in this country. I shudder to think <laughs> where we, where we would be as a society, man. Like fucking most of the marches of progress have happened uh, because yeah. of them, including I mean, you know is, even the the last election and shit. Us winning, us on the left winning, is because of black people. It's like fucking well, 
that's always that's always what's galling about when people run around saying with groups like Black America, uh, Black Lives Matter, or Black Americans are being un-American. It's like they're literally the only people who still believe in the promise of this country and still think it can be achieved, which is why they're in the streets fighting for it all the time. You know, so right, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we're out of time for this week. Uh, we will be back next week on weekly skews. We hope to see you right here. We'll have a good time. Yeah, check me out on tour, wellreadcomedy.com, patreon.com slash track rider, all that good stuff. I'm Trey, that's Mark, producer Matt. Thank you very much. See y'all, love you, bye.